Welcome to the Create Purpose Podcast. Today, we're going to do something a little different. I want to, every once in a while, give you something really short, bite-sized, and come at you with a little bit different approach than our standard interview format. And we'll call it coaching. Coaching with Zach. And I want to really talk about this topic of why are we so overwhelmed and frustrated in our business? What's the number one root cause that's leading you to be frustrated and overwhelmed in your business. And I just it just hit me this past week because it was a Friday afternoon. We had just got home from work, kids from school. We're in the kitchen and my wife, Shandy, asked me, you know, how was your week? And I looked at her kind of disgusted, like, huh, meh, you know, it wasn't great. Got a lot done, but there was just something missing. Felt like I didn't get the right stuff done. And I was frustrated. And I boiled it down to this one thing, and it was that I was not doing my work, the work that was uniquely mine to do. Just like you might not be doing your work, the work that's uniquely yours to do. That's the leading cause to frustration and overwhelm, because we are letting our business dictate how we spend our time and energy. We're at the effect of our business. We're letting the business run us instead of us being the creator of our business, And this is such an important topic, and it's so subtle, and I think by the end of today's episode, you're going to start to see this much differently. I am not talking about productivity or, you know, getting more done, less time. It's not about productivity or efficiency or effectiveness. This is everything to do with your energy level and keeping that inner fire lit so that you can do your best work and you can feel like you're making progress and that you're creating something of meaning to you. That's what this is about. It's much more deeper than productivity. I'm doing air quotes right now, productivity. This is all about doing your work. And I want to share another story. One of my favorite authors, Stephen Pressfield, if you've listened to this podcast at all, you've probably already heard his name, a favorite author. I love his books. This story comes from his book, Turning Pro. And a little bit about Stephen Pressfield before I go into the story, just to give you some context. He is a prolific author writer. His career started out writing screenplays and and failed miserably for years, maybe even a decade of failure without ever getting anything published. And it wasn't into well into his 40s before he even got his first book published. The, the man's story is phenomenal. And there's so much we could dig into here, but this story in particular really shines a light on the importance of doing your work. On on its impact it has on your energy and your vitality and your passion and that fire you bring to every single day. And he says this, he says, one night alone in my 110 a month sublet, I hit bottom in terms of having diverted myself into so many phony channels so many times that I couldn't rationalize it for one more evening. I dragged out my ancient Smith Corona, dreading the experience as pointless, fruitless, meaningless not to say the most painful exercise I could think of. For two hours, I made myself sit there, torturing out some trash that I chucked immediately into the shit can. That was enough. I put the machine away. I went back to the kitchen. In the sink sat 10 days of dishes. For some reason, I had enough excess energy that I decided to wash them. The warm water felt pretty good. The soap and sponge were doing their thing. A pile of clean plates began rising in the drying rack. To my amazement, I realized 
I was whistling. This is a powerful, powerful story because Stephen Pressfield, he goes on to write the book, The Legend of Bagger Vance, which becomes a major motion picture starring Matt Damon, Will Smith. He's went on to write so many great books for creatives and entrepreneurs called The War of Art, Turning Pro, The Artist's Journey. Nobody wants to read your shit. He's written so many great books, so many novels. And this is the most powerful story. And there's so much to glean from this story. And I'm curious what you've already noticed in this story. Notice the creative act of doing his work. It was uncomfortable. It was uncomfortable. But by doing his work, he had all this excess energy and he managed to get so much more done. All because he decided to do his work. Even though he ended up throwing it into the shit can, he did his work. Just like you're going to do your work and I'm going to do my work. And this is important because if you are a creative entrepreneur, we oftentimes, you and I, if you are a creative entrepreneur, which I would, I would argue that we all are, we're, we're, we're all creating our life, we're creating our business, and we all have a tendency to avoid the uncomfortableness of doing our work. We do that all the time, right? And we're miserable because of it. We are miser- miserable because we are avoiding discomfort. And by not doing your work, you're becoming miserable. And when you step back into your unique creative expression and put yourself out there, you start to come back to life. Is this not true for you and your business? Think back. Think back to the creation of your business, that creative expression that is your business, whether you're invented a product, making a product, making art. What are some times in your business where you felt the most uncomfortable, but felt also felt so alive having done the work? That's exactly what I'm talking about. This is exactly what I'm talking about. And it's so important that you and I, we identify what our work is. What is your work? What is your version of pulling out that Smith Corona typewriter and going through that painful exercise of of writing? But then just knowing that you have written um, whatever that creative expression is, even though you threw it away, because it wasn't good enough, it was your work and it allowed you to go through your day with an, with an energy and a vitality that wasn't otherwise there. This is important. And I wanna talk to you a little bit now about, you know, what does it really feel like to do your work? Because I said it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable to do your work. That work that's uniquely yours to do, how do you know it's yours? Because it is uncomfortable. You know, Joseph Campbell, he has this quote that I love. I I reshare it all the time. He says, the cave you fear to enter holds the treasure you seek. What makes you most uncomfortable? Where you experience the most resistance, where that inner critic is the loudest? That's actually an indication of your work. And let me give you another filter. This is from Martha Graham. Martha Graham, if you know who she is, she is a prolific dancer, really is kind of the coin, the the inventor of modern dance. And she saw dance as an inner expression of the dancer. If you read anything about her, she was dancing on stage as well into her 60s and 70s, which is unheard of. And so this woman knew what it meant to do her work to the point where she had that vitality and energy way into her 70s, continuing to do her work. This is important. 
And this is the most powerful quote I've ever read, and it's a longer quote, but I want you to just to listen to this. Put yourself in this, this story, in what she's describing. This is your work. And I want you to be thinking about, as I read this, where do you experience this in your life, in your business? Here's Martha Graham. She says this, there is a vitality, a life force, an energy, a quickening that is translated through you into action. And because there is only one of you in all of time, this expression is unique. And if you block it, it will never exist through any other medium and it'll be lost. The world will not have it. It is not your business to determine how good it is, nor how valuable, nor how it compares with other expressions. It is your business to keep it yours clearly and directly to keep the channel open. You do not even have to believe in yourself or your work. You have to keep yourself open and aware to the urges that motivate you. Keep the channel open. No artist is pleased. There is no satisfaction whatever at any time. There's only a queer divine dissatisfaction, a blessed unrest that keeps us marching and makes us more alive than the others. I love that. I absolutely love that because it describes everything that I've experienced putting myself out there as a coach and building my own coaching business of, of leaving a corporate career where I was very comfortable making a great six-figure income, doing what I was good at, but didn't necessarily love to do, but I was good at it and I was making a living, leaving that, stepping in the land of uncertainty to become a coach and to learn to express myself very vulnerably and authentically. I was scared to death and I still am. And so this, this, this speaks to me when I read it and I read it often. How does it speak to you? When you listen to me read it, how does it speak to you? This idea that no artist is pleased. There is no satisfaction, whatever, at any time. There is no graduation. There is no destination. You know, but so often as creatives and artists and business owners, we tell ourselves, if I can only get there, if I could only make this amount of money, if I could only have my own, you know, actual office space and get out of this house, right? Whatever it might be then I can do my work. And it's a myth because there is no satisfaction. There is no there. There's only a queer divine dissatisfaction, a blessed unrest that keeps us marching and makes us more alive than others. And I think that speaks so much because for the longest time, I felt kind of like, what's wrong with me? Like, why do I have this drive that's inside of me? And nobody else seems to have it. Well, the more I've gotten around my clients, I no longer feel alone. And you don't have to feel alone either because that blessed unrest that keeps you marching and makes you more alive than the others, it's there for a reason. It, it's pointing you towards your work. And I'm just curious, like what came up for you when I read that? You know, what? Where do you experience that blessed unrest the most? And how might you reframe that? Because so often 
those uncomfortable feelings and emotions, we create stories around those of why that, that isn't what we're meant to do. You know, stories about that's just our ego. That's just our ego. Or I shouldn't be so greedy. I shouldn't want more. I should just be content with what I have. What a shame, right? If you're creative and you're an artist and you have something inside of you and you let that inner critic, that voice of resistance tell you that maybe you just need to settle, you're killing your greatest gift. Your unique greatness at the end of the day is that you do have that blessed unrest and you need to act on it. You and I need to act on that burning desire we have inside of ourselves and we should never rationalize it and try to make it go away by calling it greed or calling it ego or calling it silly. That's just silly. You know, I'm not going to, I need to be in my inbox replying to emails and doing that project over there. No, what you need to be doing is listening to that inner calling because that blessed unrest is literally going to take you to all the places you want to go. Is it going to be hard work? Yes. Is it going to be uncomfortable? Yes. But it's where all the magic is. It's, it's the, the cave you fear to enter holds the treasure you seek. So powerful. And for so many of us, we're so afraid of failure. And for us to actually acknowledge that we have this inner calling, this desire of the heart, this blessed unrest that's just crying to, for more, for us to acknowledge that and act on us, the reason we don't is because we risk failure. There's this innate fear of failure that we all have. And if we were to actually commit and act on that burning desire, we might fail. And again, this is a, it's time for a reframe about failure because failure, you know, really there is no such thing as failure, obstacles, mistakes, just a constant opportunity to learn and grow. I'm going to share one more little short story from, it's a children's book by Kobe Yamada, Kobe Yamada. It's called Trying. The book's called Trying, and it's a children's book. And it's the story of a little boy who meets a sculptor, and that little boy sees that sculptor making art. And that little boy feels this inner calling inside of him saying, that, I want to do that. And he asked the sculptor, you know, how do I do that? How do I learn to do what you do? And the sculptor's answer was easy. Sculpt. And the boy sculpts and he just does not like it. It's all crap. He, he throws it all in the, the shit can and he wants to quit. He wants to quit. And in this story, the sculptor asked the little boy to go on a walk with him to just have a talk. And the sculptor told the boy, I know it can be hard when things don't turn out as you had hoped, but be proud of your failures. I know I am, every one of them. The little boy responds, I can't imagine you ever failing. <laughs> the old man sculptor laughed, more times than I can count. But each time you fail, you get a little smarter, a little braver, a little stronger. The truth is, we are all failures. The dreamers, the doers, the creators. Being a failure means you love something. You cared. It means you stepped forward. You didn't hold back. You tried. And I think that's the story of you and the story of, of, of me. Is we have this blessed unrest that keeps us marching, right? It's, it's not only there, but it keeps us marching. We keep going. 
We don't settle. We don't settle for the status quo or for good enough. We keep marching, and that makes us more alive than others. Yes, did things not turn out the way we wanted them to along the journey? Absolutely. Did we hit all our goals? No. In fact, we probably missed more of the goals than we set than we actually achieved. But we kept marching, just like you're going to keep marching. And that's the importance of doing your work. So bring this full circle. Are you doing your work, the work that is uniquely yours to do? And how do you know that it's your work? Well, it's uncomfortable to do that work. It's where your inner critic, where resistance is at its loudest. It is the, the cave you fear that holds the treasure you seek. That's how you know it's your work. And the other test is how do you feel after doing your work? You know, recording these podcasts and sharing is my work. And let me tell you how uncomfortable it was. I almost did not record this podcast today, putting it off for yet another day because I just didn't feel ready. I got myself composed. I turned on my microphone and I delivered. And I invited the resistance. I invited the inner critic to the game, to the party. And I did my work. And I already now am anticipating the, what the rest of my day is going to go for me because of knowing that I did my work. Just like you're going to experience when you do your work, all of a sudden the overwhelm and frustration just dissolves and you have energy to do the most monotonous work like the dishes, right? You, you just kind of enjoy the day because you know what? You won the battle against your inner critic. You won the battle against resistance and you now get to go enjoy your day. But here's the thing. When you wake up tomorrow morning, that resistance, that voice is going to be there. And it's going to be telling you all the reasons why today, this morning, is not a good time to do your work. And if you listen to it and you allow days go by and you keep listening to it, you will become miserable. Don't listen to it. Do your work. So take a moment, if you're listening to this, I would encourage you to journal or just spend some time thinking about where do you experience that blessed unrest? And how might you reframe that discontent to be your greatest gift, to actually be an indicator of the work that you're being called to do? Write about it, really learn from it, and then pull up your calendar and does your work reflect back to your calendar? Is the work you're, you're called to do reflected on where you're spending your time. And if it's not, what are you going to say no to so that you can start to say yes to doing your work? All right, I want to take a moment to make an announcement. I want to let you know that I'm taking applications right now for the Create Purpose Mastermind, an intimate mastermind group for aspiring seven-figure creative female business owners who are looking to build their dream team. So if that's you, go to createpurpose.net forward slash mastermind. Here's what it's going to look like if you decide to spend a year with me and this intimate mastermind. You know, when I was putting this together, I really was thinking about what are the outcomes that I want you to get as a result of spending a year in this group. Number one is I want you to discover your unique greatness. Because when you surround yourself with people who see you for who you are, 
and are able to draw you back to your own greatness, so much can change. Number two, I want to help you master your inner game because everything in business starts with self-awareness of why things are the way they are because as soon as you become aware of that, you get to decide and make a choice to change it for the better. Number three, I want to see you lead with confidence. You know, because I fundamentally believe you already have everything you need. You don't need another guru to show you the way. And I want to see you build your dream team. And that's what we're ultimately going to be doing in this group is building a business around a team of people that no longer centers around you, the leader, but you now have a team where you now are able to free yourself up to be the true CEO and create a visionary of your business. Ultimately, to grow your business, make your business easier to manage, more profitable, and a lot more fun. So if you're an inspiring seven-figure creative female business owner who's wanting to build your dream team and grow your business, then please don't wait. There's only 12 seats available, so don't hesitate in getting your application in. What if this were to be your breakthrough year? And what if this mastermind is exactly what you need to really grow your business and bring your unique potential to life? To learn more, go to createpurpose.net forward slash mastermind. So there you have it. Hopefully you really enjoyed this podcast episode, and my hope is you found it really inspirational. And also, most importantly, I hope you took away some practical things that you can start to do and apply in your own life. So finally, I have one small favor to ask of you before you go. Wherever you get your podcast, whether that's Apple Music or Spotify, if you enjoyed this episode, leave us a review. Love to hear your thoughts. Come find us on social media. Share it on social media. It just really helps us get the word out, helps us grow our audience. So please do that. Thanks to my team, Ashley Bolden, who handles all the admin, and Chris Skipper, who handles all the music and editing of this podcast. For more information on the Create Purpose podcast, you can go to www.createpurpose.net. And you can also follow me on Instagram at Zach.Arend. Please drop me a comment. Reach out drop me a DM. I'd love to hear from you and love to hear what you're taking away from these conversations. What would you like to hear more of? Do you have any guests that you would love to see come on the show? And I'm always looking for great people to talk to and people with great stories that can inspire you. And so if you know of anybody, send them my way. Love to hear from you. I'm your host, Zach Aaron, and I'll see you in the next episode of the Create Purpose podcast. Bye for now.